Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Silver and Sensational. I am Jessica Lynn Verdi, your host. If you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe and click the little bell so that you get notified every time we go live. Also, a fun fact, too, is if you want to listen to us as a podcast, you can just tell Alexa to say that you want to listen to us. All you have to do is say, Alexa, listen to Silver and Sensational, and here we are. And all I have to say is, Lois, I'd like to say hi to you. And here she is, our host. Hello. Hello to our Jessica. (laughs) And hello to everyone. It is I, the sensational Lois Mills. I love it. Now, today we're going to be discussing important makeup tips for you. And so you all know, as you're shocked at my presence... (laughs) Um, of course I have my eyelashes on sure. and eyebrows, but there is nothing on my face. So we're going to discuss this. Yeah. But I'm actually Jessica, not shocked. I don't think I, I was like, oh no, something's vastly different from, <laughs> so. Yes. Well, something is vastly different. And I'll tell you, it really made it easy to get ready for today's broadcast. And, and, and <laughs> differently, I was like, I'm not going to put any makeup on. Oh, but I should put on some eyelashes and oh, I'll put on a little bit of. I, no, no. My eyelashes are always on. You know, the best piece of advice I ever got from somebody was, uh, Mascara is like coffee for the eyes. If you do just that, you can go outside of the house. But we're going to talk about all of that. Uh, yes. And I'm excited because Lois is going to share with us makeup tips. And I I know I have a lot to learn. And when we shared on Facebook what the topic of this week was going to be about, we heard from you. And here's a question that we have for Lois before we get started into learning about makeup for okay. us over 60 ladies. Uh, this qu- yeah, especially you. Yes, us. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know what it is? I'm trying to prepare for getting there. Uh, all right, so this question is from Karen A., who writes, Hi, Lo. I'm a freak for makeup. I love the internet tutorials. I love trying all the products. If I have to go to the grocery store, I wouldn't be caught dead without my face on. Recently, I started dating a guy that I met on an app, and I really like him. On the third date, however, he said he'd really like to see me without my makeup on. He said some similar things that made me think this suggestion was coming, like, I like a natural woman, and what do you look like under all of that? I'm wondering, is this a red flag to you? Is it possible that I'm reading too much into it? I look forward to your take. Sincerely, Concerned Concealer. (laughs) So cute. Thank you, Karen. (laughs) I have mixed, mixed feelings about this. Every man I have ever known, not necessarily, you know, just... They all say the same thing. I like a natural-looking woman. Right. I like a natural-looking woman. Did you ever notice how many natural-looking women they look at? No, they look at the ones with the fake boobs, (laughs) but I only like real boobs. Right. (laughs) Those are fake while they got, you know. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, now, sometimes when somebody said to me, oh, I'd like to see you with all that makeup off, and I thought, who the hell are you? Yeah. Uh, in a way, it's sort of insulting. It's like, you know, underneath all that, you must be an ugly bitch instead of a pretty bitch. Right. It sounds like they are feel like they're being fooled, and they want to make sure they're not or something. Yeah. So, 
you know, the feminist in me says, F you. Yeah, yes. You know, uh, I'm sorry. You know, it. I don't know that it's a red flag. I would, you know, I'd look at some other some other actions, some other words from him before I'd make any real judgment on it. But I, there's a part of me that feels, you know, what is it that you want to see that you're not seeing, you know, without makeup? I see, I've never understood that. So I'm going around and around in circles and not giving you a direct answer. But I would say you do what makes you feel comfortable and you wear the makeup that makes you feel comfortable. And if he pursues this, I would drop him. I think that's right. Is um, It's not enough to be like you're not going to see him for a second date. And if he's lucky, there will be a time where he doesn't see her without makeup on. It, listen, he should be so right. lucky. <laughs> right. He should be so lucky, my sweet. He really should. So I think let it go for now. See where see where this takes you, you know, where this whole relationship takes you. Um, and I will say this, you know, in the old days when I was a, a bit more active, I always got up earlier and um, did a few things before. <laughs> sure. Curated. <laughs> before. Yes, I curated the subject before... <laughs> The partner woke uh, up. Um, yeah. But that, of course, went by the wayside when things got more serious. So good luck with him. Uh, and But I think I, I think if you just feel um, what you're doing, you feel like yourself in, you don't need to make any, any adjustments for somebody else just yet. I think that's wonderful advice. I appreciate that, Lois. And we're going to get into all sorts of things. I feel like... Um, makeup for this generation and how to and what to do is um, a highly sought after question, a highly sought after answer. Oh, gosh. I mean, when I start, well, firstly, when I started doing research on this, lo and behold, Pamela Anderson shows up at the Paris fashion shows completely barefaced. Wow. Completely barefaced. Pamela. That Anderson. is from what little I know about that woman. I knew someone who was her cameraman and he uh -huh. talked about 20 years ago how she could only be lit and shot a specific way in order to look a specific way. So this is a woman who understood her image and to do that now, 20 years later, that's wild. Yes, I mean, it was it was really shocking. Wow. Of course, she, you know, she was photographed by absolutely everyone. And she, um, you know, she really didn't look like the Pamela Anderson that we're accustomed to seeing. But everyone was bravo for Pamela. Wonderful. So that's great news, too. It really is. And I... And I said, well, just as I'm about to do the research on all of this, I realize now Pamela, of course, is, is um, much younger than I am. And I'm not necessarily advocating a no-makeup look. Sure. But as, um, as, as I get older, I find that I wear less makeup than I have 
ever worn. I actually find that interesting. I well, it's it's necessity. Necessity. It may be interesting, but it I find that uh, and, and I'm talking about foundation and eyeshadows and you know the the powdered or oh the, yeah the whole nine yards liquid, yeah the whole nine yards. Um, firstly, it tends to dry my already dry skin. Ah, I've so that's for starters, and also it tends to emphasize the lines and wrinkles, and it does seem to age me. Now, a, a few years ago, I went to a makeup artist that worked off the Chanel counter at Neiman Marcus and. He was supposed to be like the person. And when my girlfriend saw me, she looked, she said, what the hell? <laughs> um, you know, you could see all these lines and wrinkles. And It's interesting. Like, I don't know a friend that's going to be like, what the hell happened to your face? But obviously it had to be that oh, it was, remarkably it bad. Was, it was. I mean, I saw it. I saw it. And I see, you know, I've seen whether it's the... Uh, people at Charlotte Tilbury, you know, you name it. I am a makeup junkie. (laughs) I have an obscene number of Sephora points. (laughs) An embarrassing number. Um, Now, you know, now I wear foundation when I'm filming this and then so sparsely. But I think with most women, you know, we're always looking for that perfect pencil, eyeshadow, blush, the transformation, the, um, I always said, you know, we're going in a makeup department at any store was like, oh, sell me my dream. Sell me the dream. Wow. This is, I mean, this is what it is. We go in there and it's like, okay. This little thing is going to just transform me into looking like whoever it is we thought we want to look like. So I do know that during times of great recession or depression, lipstick sales would go up. That's interesting. Yes, and I will tell you that I I found that, you know, during times when... Um, I didn't want to spend a lot of money, you know, so I stayed away from the clothing, shoes, handbags. Ah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that new lipstick, that eyeshadow palette, the this, the that, you know, it was not so much money. And it was, again, buying a dream. Those women and men that sell this stuff, they sell dreams. They really do. I mean, I've got to give the give it to them. Um, they found a real sucker in me. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. And so getting to the silver part of it, you know, um, I had been blonde for the better part of my life. Um, and, and mostly platinum because I didn't like yellow blonde. No, sure. Uh, but when I went from blonde to silver, boy, I realized how much I had to change my makeup palette. Your wardrobe? Actually, I imagine some 
platinum to silver uh, wardrobe can traverse somewhat easily. But I experienced this going from red to my natural, too. So that's Mm. with the makeup. I really did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And one of the things I've noticed out there, ladies, is that most of the um, cosmetic people, they tend, you know, they like that yellow-based foundation, Mm -hmm. which I found really kind of pulls. I've got very light skin to begin with, and, and that yellow base foundation just drained all the color from my face. So I really have, oh, I've toyed with so many things, you know, um, just putting little tints in to just give it a little more color. But um, I, I'm i going to talk mostly about dry skin products because that's what I have direct and personal experience with. Um, most moisturizers are not enough for me. Mm. I mean, they just don't cut it. And then I have this skin where I have to be kind of careful because if it's too rich, it'll it'll make these little, um, I think they call them, um, you know, these little pimples under my face, uh-huh. under my skin. Yes. So... Um, Right now, I've just actually I've just found one. It's very reasonable. I, I was really shocked to to find something like Bare Essentials. Ah, it's it's less than forty dollars, and it's a very rich moisturizing cream. Um, I think the holy grail of face creams would be, I, I hope I'm going to say this name right, Augustinus Bader. Okay. He's a German chemist who came out with the first cream he came out with was a few years ago. Now, it's it's really pricey. It's in the $200 range, maybe the high $200 range. And um, supposedly, you didn't need anything else. And and you didn't. You didn't. I mean, the stuff is really good. And he has really expanded the line. But, and I, so no, I should probably preface all of this by saying whatever I tell you about, I am not getting paid by yes, anyone. Yes, correct. But if anyone wants to pay me, we're, I'm more we're than available happy to, ex- <laughs> to accept it. But these are just things that I use and. I will say that um, should I ever get in the mood again to spend that much money on a product, I would go right back to his. And I mean, I'm almost tempted to to do the body lotion because this oh stuff is gosh. really good. God. And you know, it does doesn't even though it's so expensive. And right now, I think for a lot of people, that's a high price point. Oh, but it's a crazy price! There is something luxurious about even mentally telling your. It, it feels different than putting Jergens on your skin, even if it doesn't do a damn bit of difference. Which I'm sure it does. It does like. There's inflation, obviously, or someone can inflate the value of their product just by choosing to charge two hundred dollars, but. There's a luxury and a and a self-esteem that goes with lathering that on, I think. It's well, I will say it it really is a good product. It's not um it's not fluff. Sure. Uh and I could only speak to that one is and I was one of the first 
I mean, it had just come out when I decided to pop for it. And um, and I did buy it a second time, which for me is a big deal. That says something. Mm-hmm. So, but right now, I have to say the person that I think has just come back really big is Bobby Brown. Yes. Not with Bobby Brown products, which I think it's owned by Estee Lauder, but with her online, uh, I think she sells just on the internet. It's called Jones Rope. And I will just briefly go back and tell you that many, many years ago, Bobby Brown herself did do my makeup. Oh, wow. It was at a time she, oh, it, I must have had five cancellations from her. Either she was pregnant or she was doing a fashion show. or But she had a little spot at Berg, Bergdorf's um, in New York. And finally, I got to her. And it turns out, actually, see, I used to work with her grandfather. And wow. Yes, so there was this connection. Wow. And her very best friend was my best friend's son. So it sort of come. But I will tell you this. Of all the makeup that I've ever had done, nobody did what she did. Nobody. And at that time, she had just five lipsticks downstairs. You know, this was up in the beauty salon. She had five lipsticks in the makeup department. That's all that she had. And I remember going down, buying one of them. They were kind of like these nude. It was the 90s, so it was the nude look. Yes. And I have to tell you, I mean, I walked into my showroom and everybody said, oh, my God. It was. I mean, it wow. was natural. And it was, she, I, she's, she is a magician. So I, because of her, um, started to, you know, I took a chance and ordered these things online. And I have to tell you, her foundation and her things are all well-priced. I don't think there's Everything is under $50. And her foundation, that's called What the Foundation. Oh, I love that. It's, it's absolutely sensational. I just put a little bit here and spread it out. And I like a natural dewy look, and it gives me that. Wow. She has a product called uh, Miracle Bomb. I was and just going to say, this seems to be, it has come across my feed a couple times, and it looks wonderful. Yeah, it gives your skin just sort of a nice glow, comes in lots of different colors. Um, same thing with her uh, shimmer face oil. And then she's got this wonderful thing called a, a face stick, and I keep it in my purse. Ah. And again, you know, I tend to get very dried looking. So I just, you know, if I'm out, I just pop it, you know, across my face a little bit and I get the glow back so it looks like I am moisturized. And um, so those are the products I think, you know, are just spectacular from her. Um, I like her. Um, her blushes are cream. Again, everything is for, I mean, I think it's for all skin types, but I can only speak to the to being a dry skin type, and it works really well on my face. For concealers, my holy grail, and this, the price will choke you, but I use it every day on my lids and under my eyes. I don't have it on now. And you use so little that 
It lasts a year and a half. Oh, well, there you go. It never creases, never finds any crease, never finds a wrinkle. You never see it. And it's by Sisley. Okay. S-I-S-L-E-Y. It's a French line. And, it, you know, it'll set you back around $80. Right. So it's wow. a lot of money. Wow. And here's a tinted sunscreen I am crazy about. Super Goop. Okay. I've not even heard of this. Super Goop has great sunscreens, but I happen to like the glow tinted sunscreen because I don't wear foundation. So it gives a tiny little color to my face. I love that. And you're killing two birds with one stone by giving yourself a little bit of color, protecting from the sun, which we know at this point um, can really age your face pretty quickly. Well, (laughs) uh, you know, honey, I'm from the generation where we used to do the foil (laughs) with the aluminum foil. And I've had several, you know, different um, procedures done to remove the sunspots. And I put sunscreen on and I I get the sunspots right back. Oh, wow. So, you know, I can just take not even, it's, it's whatever is left on my brush and just do that and it's, and it covers. It's it's really good stuff. Wow, beautiful. And yeah, Super Goop is, I just, I like it because it's, again, now some people are really, you know, they really like a matte look. Um, I don't. Yeah, no. I think that's not the zeitgeist either right no, now. No, it's not. And, you know, eyeshadows, as long as the, I, I have, like most people my age, sort of crinkly lids, so I find that any kind of, even though they're so beautiful in the palette, you know, I just, oh, being a color person, I see these gorgeous iridescent blues and grays and browns. But boy, on my eyelids, looks like goddamn alligator skin. That is that is a concern uh, to find the right product. So I do wear, uh, I do try to find matte, and wow, because it you know it doesn't emphasize the lids that are you know not smooth, they're just simply not smooth. So, you know, I at some point down the road, we'll, we'll, we'll get an expert in here to talk to us about you know other skin types and what to do i think that's a great idea yeah but for now you know uh, again i'm only speaking from personal experience i really i did research but to be honest with you i really didn't want to take what the research was for other skin types because for once i felt a first-hand experience with that kind of thing is always worth more to me. Yeah. So um, one of the things that, you know, I happen to personally be um, very fond of is, you know, the French women. Ah, interesting. Yes. And they really forego anything more than just some concealer or foundation with you know, a little powder and a colored lip gloss or lip tint, wow. uh, sometimes an eyeliner. Of course, always mascara. Well, yes, right. How dare you? Yeah. But I like that look. Now, you know, 
I've spent a great deal of time in France, and I know the concept of French beauty that's handed down from mother to daughter. You know, yes. they, and they're very much, I mean, young. Talk about starting early at a really, really early age. I'm talking 10, 11, 12. They take care of their skin and they use a lot of products. It's, you know, it, you know, whether it's all body lotions, the oils, um, they just take care of skin. So they let the pre products before you go outside do the talking for the result yes. rather yes. than covering up, which to be fair, and I think to your point, not everyone can walk out of the house even after doing all those products and have clear skin or don't won't have something that they won't want to cover up. Which they do. Don't misunderstand me. They do. Right. But they were taking care of their skin long before this even became a concept in the United States. Wow. You know, when I was... Um, what, in my teens, your mother probably, and a lot of people who have great skin, use nothing but ponds. Right. That's, that's like a phenomenon. Yeah. They use ponds to cleanse. Ponds is what they use. And, you know, there was, there was ponds. That was, that's all I seem to remember in taboo. Oh, I don't uh, know that one. Taboo perfume. Oh, okay, wow. That was the, wow. I mean, what existed, Emerald, uh, what existed then and what is now? I mean, geez, there's no end to products for, you know, skin care and hair care and hand care and nail care. And I mean, it just goes on and on. And, and there wasn't that then, but, you know, with all that, all the sophistication and all that has gone on, I mean, really, I know two people, one's a guy and one's a gal that I've known who are in their 70s, and I think uh, she's in, she's probably 80 now. Her, their skin is perfection, and they've used nothing but pants. That's wild. So, as I say, but, you know, even now we're very aware of, you know, sunscreen. When I was a child, there was, I don't even think there was sunscreen. Nobody thought about sunscreen. And, you know, there was, you know, you didn't know about skincare. I'm trying, I mean, you've, you, you cleaned your face from makeup. Right. That was it. And you used a cold cream and you wiped it off and you called it a day. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. But it's, uh, as I say, I think the French women have it down pat. Um, they allow themselves to age gracefully. They don't have the same penchant we do for surgeries and procedures. But I'm going to add something in that maybe though some of you people might have objection to my saying. In France, an aging woman is an attractive woman yet to men, which I can't say the same for the men in this country. No, I think I think that's um, a cultural difference, to say the very Big least. Big cultural difference. There's, uh, older women are admired, respected. It isn't, you know, oh, God, look at that hag. Okay. I mean, when you get... <clears throat> 
when you get these haters on, you know, writing comments, it's always old and ugly. I mean, yes, okay, go on, next. But, you know, that's not the same. So in in Europe, but particularly in France, um, the men, you know, they are as attracted to a mature woman as they are to young women. So American gentlemen, sit up and take note. You know, I'm going to even suggest it's thanks to those women as well, because if you're telling me the mother passes on the beauty secrets to the daughter at an early age, you better believe she's passing on the respect for women to that the men. And I don't know about their dating practices. I don't know if like all men's are, you know, but I imagine there's some sort of, you know, we, we women raise these jackasses in America. So we have some responsibility to that. Yes. And I think, actually, I think it's getting much better, um, you know, because the young younger men today um, are much different than their fathers and grandfathers. I think for the better, were. too. There's Oh, definitely yeah, I for agree. the better. I think it's a beautiful perspective, Lois. Absolutely. So there we have it. I love all of this advice. Um, it's really uh, validating because, I, A, I wouldn't have put much makeup on if I wasn't an actor, and then I learned how to put makeup on, and then it became a primary focus of mine for a while. And lately, it's... A little bit out of laziness, but mostly out of convenience to not put that much makeup on. But I like that as well. So I, I love that it there seems to be, and, and you feel similarly. Um, mm -hmm. And I think something too to impart to our audience is in general, it doesn't really matter what someone else thinks about your makeup. And makeup is not about, let me look so sexy. It just helps your self-esteem so if you can do a couple try a couple of these products we'll try a couple more for you and let you know what we think and we're just all talking about different ways to help you feel like you're the best you can be in that moment yes yes i hope you've enjoyed this episode and boy this is one please send us comments because i'm really interested in knowing what you like, what you don't like, what you, you know, what holy grail you found in whatever product it is. You know, come on and share it with your silver sisters. We need to know. <laughs> That's exactly right. Curious minds want to know. <laughs> well, and if you have a product too that you're interested in us trying, do email us over at silverandsensational.gmail.com, uh, whether you're the creator of that project product or using it. We'd love to know. Um, Lois, if they're yes. watching us on YouTube, what shall they do? Oh, please. We'd like you to share and subscribe and hit that notification bell so you know when a new episode comes up. And comment in the box and... Try hitting like. It helps. Oh, we are so happy to welcome so many new subscribers to this yes. channel. And thank you so much. It, it makes us feel so good to see your thoughts and engaging with us as well. Uh, so stay tuned with us also on Instagram and Facebook at Silver and Sensational. Um, those, those are different ways you can keep up with what's going on. And until then, we'll see you next Friday. Absolutely. Be well, everyone. And thank you again for watching and tuning in. Thanks again. 
Be well. Bye now.